For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Briefing. I'm Jeff DeForest here on NoFilter.net, along with one Mike Luby Lubitz, a very pessimistic, despondent, <laughs> a, a very uh, psychotically uh, destroyed Mike Luby Lubitz today as uh, a Cinderella story. It looked like it was about to go up in smoke uh, and is on the precipice of absolute catastrophic disaster. In fact, uh, he started out this morning singing... When the music's over, turn out the lights. He went Jim Morrison on me on this Marlins game yesterday. As the baseball playoffs got underway with the wild card round, it was just glorious if you're a baseball fan. Four games on, a couple of them sort of overlapped, I guess, the afternoon game. It all started out about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We saw one of our former Marlins, Pablo Lopez, with a real good representation of himself. Had a good season, but was part of a big deal where Luis Arise came to the Marlins essentially for a starting pitcher. He was the number two guy behind the Cy Young award-winning Sandy Alcantara last year on the Marlins staff, which but was a staff that uh, distinguished itself uh, nonetheless, in spite of the fact that the Marlins won a putrid 69 games last year, 69 stinking games. So uh, they have a great season. They make their way into the postseason. They actually get in there as the uh, number five, not even the lowest seed. Arizona had that distinction. 50 to fucking one to win the World Series. So expectations were not particularly high. And it is baseball, Luby. And as we know, uh, you, you can have a game like you had last night where the Marlins do not raise a gallop for a 4-1 baseball game. Uh, that was uh, one of those uh, typical sporting events where you could apply the cliche. The final score was no indication of the overall uh, just demonstration of dominance that the Philadelphia Phillies exhibited yesterday over the Marlins. And uh, you are saying, it's over, my friend. It's over, Johnny. It's over. You're going Rambo. Why so pessimistic, Luby? I mean, we all saw it. We witnessed it. The Phillies are dancing around the bases. They're mamboing around like one of those old mouse cartoons from way back where they were playing. Bah, 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 bah. And the scoreboard's rolling 101, 102. Uh, only put up the four runs, but uh, so it was not out of reach. And, and yet uh, the feeble at-bats of the Miami Marlins made you think that uh, their chances tonight are especially suspect. How, how did you feel about that? Well, it just they didn't ever see Zach Wheeler well. And I know Zach Wheeler's become this consistent pitcher, but I don't remember him being Randy Johnson or, I don't know, uh, uh, Jacob deGrom. Like, he's a good pitcher, but they made him look like he was a freaking Hall of Famer. They had no shot last night. And you're right, it was three to nothing. And I'm like, oh, it's over. And three's not a lot of runs, but it just felt like it was done. They they had nothing last night. It was just, I don't know, lethargic. I don't know what it was, but they were shell-shocked. 
the crowd went was uh, dynamic oh. last night and a dynamic presence. If you ever wanted to talk about, I guess it would be a 10th man. You've got a short center fielder in there. We're in the uh, beer league softball game, which uh, <laughs> doesn't Jake Berger, the Marlins third baseman look like he'd be hating cleanup for some steel workers team. <laughs> yeah. We got the Ironman out there tonight. And uh, he's done a nice job since coming over a great acquisition by Kim Ng, who uh, should be a candidate. As we mentioned a few times, the, general manager the only female general manager in north american professional sports yes and uh, should be a candidate for executive of the year although uh, there probably are going to be other teams with greater achievements overall but uh really did a, a razor sharp job it's interesting to me wheeler the whole story with wheeler because uh, if you think about the anatomy of a disaster when it comes to a franchise uh, look at the new york mets who wheeler was the odd man out when they had a rotation that consisted of uh, matt harvey who was all a rage in new york city Flamed out very quickly. Okay. Jacob DeGrom, I mean, uh, he's a Tommy John surgery waiting to happen there. He actually travels with, uh, you know, a, a unorthopedic <laughs> surgeon. That, that's the disappear. Is James Andrews still alive, man? This guy's he's never alive. mentioned in conjunction. He, he was doing every surgery. He's in his 80s, so I, I don't think he's still doing the surgeries, but he is alive, yes. People, it didn't matter. Yeah, you know, some Russian pole vaulter would be, uh, you know, in there with a torn ACL. Yeah, yeah, he's going to see Dr. James Andrews. <laughs> So-and-so just had successful shoulder surgery. There it is. I stumbled over it myself. I was going to say most difficult phrase in all of sports, successful shoulder surgery. Nice. That's the test for sportscasters. You go to the Newhouse Communications School, Syracuse University. You go to any uh, communications place that's known for uh, producing uh, a lot of broadcasters. And they line you up in front of a wall there and they point a gun to your head and they say successful Shoulder surgery, 10 times faster. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and, and what surgery isn't successful? I hope. <laughs> We're waiting for the day that the physician comes out of the operating room after, uh, you know, doing a knee or a, a shoulder or a rotator cuff, Tommy John surgery and says, ah, fuck, we butchered this. <laughs> I fucked that one up. <laughs> oh, my God. How did I even get a license? Thank God he's alive. <laughs> you would have thought that they went to the medical school at the University of Guam and decided <laughs> to have the surgery there. Aaron Rodgers will never walk again. <laughs> he's not playing again. You never hear that, right? <laughs> it's always successful shoulder surgery. Yes. Anyway, I mean, uh, you had Matt Harvey, you had DeGrom, uh, always injured. And uh, now, I mean, just uh, absolutely busting out the Rangers who were victorious yesterday's uh, financial uh, budget. But uh, nonetheless, for no performance. And who knows, does he ever come back, this guy? Uh, and uh, they had uh, Thor. I mean, Noah Syndergaard. Uh, Noah yeah. Syndergaard. Wow. And then Steve Matz was the local kid. It's a kid from Queens here. Steve Matz, he's going to be the best of them all, I can assure you. Yeah. Yep, yep. And Wheeler, they looked at you know, like, like he was uh, the proverbial redheaded stepchild, and they just let him go. And since that time, he's been dynamite. So uh, it just goes to show you, and you would have to think, I mean, uh, look at the fate of the four pitchers uh, and the Mets, uh, you know, uh, still uh, staggering around there, even with a gargantuan payroll, he ended up firing Mr. Baseball himself, Buck Showalter, a guy with exactly. seeds on his foreheads, got rid of him. But um, anyway, we went down in flames uh, yesterday. Uh, I say we because uh, we became huge fans of yet another Cinderella story being written in South Florida here, where we've had so much success uh, in the team sport category uh, this year. Mind-boggling. I've been living in this area for 42 years, never seen anything. You couldn't have dreamt of anything like this. And then the Marlins, uh, almost miraculously, as a nondescript bunch of baseball bag ladies, make their way into the postseason 
and uh, they, they kind of went out with a whimper there right, in last night's game. Uh, we had three other games on a slate, all of uh, great interest. Uh, Texas uh, beat Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, I mean, you talk about, uh, I mean, just an exercise in futility. As great as they've been, Luby, they set a record now for, I mean, the lowest attendance, uh, I believe, in baseball postseason history. I mean, they can't even get 20,000. <laughs> like, how can you not 19 get 19 and change at the Blunderdome for, for this game yesterday. And, and this was on a day where you saw, I, I didn't uh, catch as much of the Milwaukee Brewers after getting uh, off to an early start, actually were being humbled uh, yeah. a little bit in that game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So their crowd was kind of subdued. Their crowd reflected like the persona of Craig Council, who we're familiar <laughs> with, where you're saying, is there a pulse there, Craig? What's going on? <laughs> You talk about low key. Does he end up uh, managing the Mets? Craig Council, now that they took that guy Stearns, uh, you know, and he's running the ball club. Uh, I don't know. He seems to be pretty successful. Uh, would he turn his Milwaukee. back? Uh, he seems perfectly suited for Milwaukee, too. Man, they Whereas win. the uh, spotlight, uh, the intense pressure of managing in New York. Uh, would you trade the Milwaukee Brewers job to become the Mets manager at any price if you were Craig Council? It's a no, good question. I give some of these guys credit who are smart enough to just stay. Yeah. <laughs> like you're in a good situation. Just stay. Just stay there, right? <laughs> you're making plenty of money. Joe, <laughs> what do you want to go to this newfangled outfit for, huh? Uh, you want to try streaming? Uh, huh? All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the key there is to be able to monetize it. We know this. Thank you. <laughs> been hit, uh, like we were Tex Cobb in the Larry Helms fight. For, for the last couple of years, tried to, to find that spot. But, um, oh, yeah, so Texas uh, humbles Tampa Bay in front of, uh, you know, the, the most feeble crowd in playoff baseball history. Uh, Tampa Bay, a team that won 99 games this year, uh, can't draw flies there in St. Petersburg. And uh, guess what? In a stroke of genius, the city council has decided to build a new stadium at great expense to the county taxpayers and put it right back in the same spot. <laughs> Across the fucking bridge, Everybody is uh, 90 plus that lives uh, in that area. I mean, uh, including the neighboring Clearwater, where the water's clear because nobody's in it because nobody can make it to the water from the uh, from the parking lot to the beach. Walkers don't do well in the sand. You would think the Alta Conquers of South Florida, though, would uh, comprise a, a fairly decent foundation for a baseball fan base. Uh, and yet it's true. In both cities uh, here, Miami, that has uh, Major League Baseball, and Tampa Bay, then it's been an outright failure. You would have to say, you know, an all-time Dolly Parton bust. No, I mean, uh, one of the biggest ever. Well, yeah. both both have had success. The Marlins have, in their own right, won two World Series, and the Rays are as con yes. consistent as any ball club, yet neither can draw consistent fan support. No, and, and uh, the Marlins hadn't made in, in a legitimate, uh, I mean, they had that one Fugazi playoff appearance there in uh, yeah, 2020 when they only played 60 games, and they happened to do well that season. Uh, had they played 162, I, I think you would have seen them, you know, just uh, eventually doing the Arazi shuffle and coming back, 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 back to the pack. Uh, although there's no way to decipher that, but uh, in two real seasons, 162-game seasons, they made it to the postseason. That's out of 30. Yeah. Before this year. I, I, I'm so sad that you're writing their epitaph also. I can't help uh, coming back to that. Literally, you, you've called a rabbi and a priest <laughs> the last right to watch the game with you. And by the fifth inning, you'll be watching Dancing with the Fucking Stars. Unbelievable. Well, I really want to see if Adrian Peterson comes out there with a little stick. Oh, Jesus. 
right, um, so Texas wins. Uh, Tampa Bay on the ropes, uh, and, and it should be another uh, lousy crowd again today. You would think they're not going to do any better in the second game of the series uh, in that regard. And, and this was on a day where home crowds uh, did make a big difference in Minnesota, I thought, and especially in Philadelphia where they were going absolutely bananas. And I don't think a single person sat down the entire time. Uh, Minnesota wins uh, over Toronto, and uh, that broke well. Nobody beats Vitas Garolitis 18 times in a row. One of the great lines ever uttered by anybody at a press conference in any sporting venue. And he was talking about, of course, uh, how he had finally beaten Jimmy Connors after 17 straight losses to Connors. Vitas Garolitis, real character, great, uh, you know, uh, greatly admired by many for his uh, playboy tendencies, in addition to the fact that, that he was a very good tennis player. There, there's no question that died tragically. Some hotel room had like one of these uh, air conditioning units that was uh, spewing carbon monoxide inside mm. instead of, uh, you know, shifting outside. it outside. Mm. And it was uh, very unfortunate because uh, this guy was a real, you know, character back in the day in terms of standing out among what would otherwise was. I, I don't know. You couldn't say that the tennis players of that era were a dull crowd. I mean, imagination. And, and Jimmy was pretty fiery, too. <laughs> McEnroe and Connors definitely Pete Sampras was kind of boring, but he was so good you could tolerate it. Courier was boring, but again... Did he ever marry that girl? Uh, he, he was going with the same girl. Uh, they always had the same shots of the same woman, uh, Pete Sampras' girlfriend. And they were together for like uh, years and years. Did he dump her after he retired? I, I don't know. And end up with some Playboy model? Not sure. She, she was quite attractive also. But uh, Sampras, he was losing his hair there, uh, a la Agassi. But uh, definitely didn't have the uh, persona, the personality, uh, and the enthusiasm uh, uh, exuding uh, as uh, was the case with uh, McEnroe. He was a Bridget Wilson, and they got married back in 2000. So he must have been dating her around the time. Could be. They've been married for 23 years. Steady as a rock, that uh, Pete Sampras. (laughs) Do you think uh, the same syndrome has afflicted uh, Pete Sampras and uh, Bridget uh, Wilson there that, that has afflicted most of us? And that is after a couple of years, Louie? Oh, the yeah. difference sets in like you have <laughs> sure. with the uh, South Florida sports teams, a, a total detachment uh, from the belief, a suspension of belief that they could possibly uh, do well. And, and uh, Arizona over Milwaukee, they're uh, six to three yesterday. So uh, all of those teams that, that lost on the ropes mm-hmm. and maybe on the slab as <laughs> you're expecting body bags for the uh, Miami Marlins uh, later on today. And, uh, you know, that, that would be unfortunate because uh, I, I'm hoping they can at least force a little bit of drama in a game three where they would cl- be clearly uh, uh, up against it uh, as the baseball playoffs got underway. But good stuff. I mean, one of the nice things about baseball with all the strikeouts and everything, all the complaints, there's no balls in play, and, you know, it's just a home run or nothing. Uh, the fact that they – and here's a rule that was instituted that I think has made a tremendous difference in terms of the entertainment quotient being delivered and, and the ability to watch an entire baseball game. They, they shaved 24 minutes of time off of uh, all games this year overall oh. 24 minutes. So the uh, games are only taking like two and a half hours. It's a lot more pleasant of a uh, viewing experience. Uh, you can get into it. Uh, the action is condensed. Seems like, uh, you know, uh, things are happening a lot more quickly. You don't have a guy scratching his paws there, uh, stepping out of the batter's box, spitting on some <laughs> bat boy, <laughs> going to get the pine tar, goes, takes a leak. Comes back, uh, you know, now the pitcher does the same thing. He's got the rising bag. He's juggling it uh, like he's on the Ed Sullivan show. Uh, you know, just uh, it sped it up, and, and I think it made for a lot more enjoyable viewing if uh, you were watching these uh, baseball playoff games. I'm anxious to dive back in there and do it again today. Any point spreads uh, jump off the page at you as we get into the football weekend, uh, Luby? We've got a Thursday nighter coming up. 
the uh, Washington Commanders taking on the Chicago Bears. Would you not at this point, and people say don't get oh, uh, overwhelmingly con- – what's that? And it's five and a hook, too. I mean, I know – Five and a hook. Commanders at home against the Bears who uh, – they, they managed to somehow choke their, their one opportunity to win a game so far this year against a lousy Denver Broncos team who I'm expecting to uh, come out and also uh, lay an egg in this week's game. After uh, – did they just straighten themselves they out? Do, they are favored over the Jets. Tonight's tonight well for me tonight's game or tomorrow yeah. night I'm sorry Thursday Thursday oh you have game, a pick of the command- week you have your uh, gold seal oh, double wheel lock of the I century I don't know about all that but uh, the Commanders pushed the Eagles as far as they could without winning yeah uh, and the Bears are Bears literally against a bad Broncos team had a nice lead and totally fell apart and then the Bills and Jags our buddy the professor and I who we've yes. had here on our attempts at license to steal. Um, the Bills coming off that win are now going out to London, which is like the Jags' home away of a home away from home. They just played there, so they stayed there yes. for two weeks, so they don't have to make the trip. They know that area really well. They know the times. They know all that, and the Jags need to win. They haven't played really well as a team that a lot of people thought could make a deep run in the playoffs. That's an interesting one. The Jags are getting five and a hook against the Bills, so I like that. That's like an overreaction to the Bills and the Dolphins. That could be a very interesting game. Could be, yeah, and uh, you would have to think that that's a huge edge. That uh, I, I thought that was kind of odd. Are, are they making London like They're trying. their part-time home? <laughs> They're trying. Well, Who the fuck wants to play two games in a row in Europe if you're in the National Football League, except a team that's absolutely, as uh, we were talking about with the baseball attendance here in the state of Florida, Jacksonville, an abysmal yep. sports town in terms of support of the Jaguars there. I mean, uh, they got a lousy stadium situation, but yep. uh, what else is there to do there? Go hunt wild turkey? I mean, what else do you do there? <laughs> well, let's go to the swamp, catch us some gators. <laughs> what the fuck? That is Hillbilly City up there. It's squat down like a pig is on the welcome sign of Jacksonville. Are we down in the state of Florida? <laughs> and we live here. <laughs> That's a Matt thing. Gates is likely to be our next governor. Maybe time to consider a uh, move to uh, the Midwest. Uh, all right. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, I, I thought you were going to give out your uh, game. of. I mean, this is the steam of a lifetime I, here. We're, we're, we're good friends uh, on, on the show with, with uh, Mike McIntyre, coach at Florida International, an obscure game. And you love them against New Mexico State on the road getting six in the hook. Do you not? The FIU's played pretty well this year so far, uh, and it's a Wednesday night. They're showcased nationally, which they don't always get that spot. They're getting six and a hook. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Anyway, uh, we had a little yes, job working there yes. with uh, Mike Louie Lubitz. Uh, so, so you're going to stand behind that pick? Yes? Okay. Very good. Yes, FIU tonight, 9 o'clock. FIU getting six and a hook. A very generous six and <laughs> <laughs> How many times, people? Like a sword of Damocles. Like Rambo shooting an arrow into some uh, member of the Viet Cong. Just uh, uh, unbelievable. Uh, that hook will, will get you. It is a dagger in the game of degenerate life. Uh, all right, uh, Luby's pick. So uh, we can go ahead and all of the hate mail address it to Mike Libby Lubitz. (laughs) Florida International is a big selection of the century here over New Mexico State, getting six and a half tonight. That's going to do it for the morning briefing. Hope you guys are up to date. And uh, we'll uh, be watching a lot of baseball today. Uh, I I was reminded earlier this morning about the days that we used to play with the Japanese hardball. And it wasn't like Otani was using this. 
it was a buck and you could buy a hardball and, and uh, other hardballs when I was growing up in Brooklyn, uh, you know, went uh, in excess of two, three dollars. So we were always buying these Japanese uh, hardballs. And uh, what you didn't realize, you may as well be lighting up a, an exploding cigar. <laughs> the minute a bat made contact with this ball, the seams busted and it turned out instead of cork or any kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, wool or whatever they, they were wrapping around this uh, center. It was just filled with sawdust. <laughs> so you'd have like a face full of sawdust after hitting a pop foul that uh, the catcher obviously couldn't handle because only the, uh, you know, the cover of the ball came down with the stitches all <laughs> all busted out. Crazy. Japanese hardball. I don't know if you guys ever experienced that. All right. Uh, we'll see you next time on The Morning Briefing. Uh, from Mike Luby Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest. Thanks so much, people, for tuning in here on NoFilter.net. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.